Hey, everybody. Uh, Brian here. If I sound like I am in the middle of a cave, it is because I am in Connecticut in my parents' kitchen in a giant open concept uh, uh, room where sound, of course, is just bouncing all over the walls. I'm just here to uh, mention that we have a new bonus episode up on our Patreon. Uh, it's about 90 minutes long. We chat about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, and everything else we've been watching for the last couple of weeks. Uh, it is $5 to join the Patreon, and there is a link in the description. Uh, while obviously we super appreciate anyone generous enough to give us some of their hard-earned money dollars, the other way you can support the show is by rating and or reviewing us on your podcasting app of choice. Uh, if you just take out your phone, hit your screen a couple of times, in a couple of seconds you've helped us move up the charts a little bit, which means that people searching for Smallville shows are more likely to see ours and will maybe give us a shot. It means a lot. And I've also heard that Tom Welling will come through your window while you're sleeping and give you a little kiss on the forehead. How nice is that? Uh, thanks, everybody. Once again, we really, really appreciate all the support. Uh, showtime. Hey, this is awesome. Oh, fuck. Hey, good to see you among the living, man. Check it out. It's the latest talent mix. Thanks, Pete. Good to see you all among the living. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Talon Mix. This is a uh, season, the season five, episode three edition. I'm Brian here, as always, with my pal Zach. Zach, hello. How's it going? We're recording this Fourth of July weekend, and fireworks are blasting everywhere in uh my brooklyn neighborhood where i live and so everyone's just gonna hear that the whole time real how do real you feel patriotic exact real patriotic neighborhood huh uh, uh, all the time but this these I, will go clean through august <laughs> i uh liked them when i was a kid uh they're pretty to look at but now that i have animals i fucking hate them yeah I it's a little might hate them um my animals luckily don't get too messy with the fireworks so far. They, you know, they get a little scared, but they're reasonably chill. My four month old daughter, guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, that's no good. That's no we'll good. See. She's a city baby. So like she generally is pretty like, okay with noise. Uh, and we don't keep in a, I'm right next to a room screaming about fucking Superman with my pal at midnight. So she's like pretty used to it, but we'll see. <laughs> We'll see. Um, you asked how I'm doing. I'm doing well. I This is not Smallville related at all, but I just want to tell this story. Yeah, of course. Um, if I sound funny, it's because half my lip is swollen because I got elbowed in the face by the biggest man I've ever seen in my life. Oh, man. Um, I recently started playing competitive basketball again. Nice. Uh, for the first time since pre-pandemic, I am 37 <laughs> years old, so it's been an adjustment. Sure. Anyway, I last game, this is like the second week I've been back, uh, the other team had a guy who made just dwarfed me. And as you, <laughs> and you're you a tall know, boy. 
Yes, the listeners may not know. I'm a pretty large gentleman. I'm uh, 6'5-ish, about 225 pounds large. This guy was probably 6'8", I'm not exaggerating, probably 260, 275 pounds of pure muscle. He looked like a WWE fucking wrestler. And uh, very nice guy, but he did elbow me in the, directly in the face. Oh, my God. Blood... All over. Oh, like legit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I have a mustache, so you can't see, but my lip, is, <laughs> my lip is just split down the oh, side. Oh no. Oh yeah. It was like it was traumatic. Uh, and then later in the game, he bulldozed over one of my teammates and gave him a concussion because that he he fell so hard to the ground that he hit his head on the hardwood. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, did you yell? Listen to my podcast. <laughs> We talk about those. <laughs> yeah, I went concussion. <laughs> um, you got so other than that, it's been a good week. But uh, yeah, that's was... still that's woof, woof. What a what a way to spend a Friday when we're yeah. recording this. <laughs> that said, hey, you're still here. You got a microphone in front of your face. That's commitment, baby. We're doing great. It was it was on Wednesday that this happened, so I'm oh, fine. Oh, got it. We're gold. Got it, got it, got it. It's just swollen now. Um, again, got it. I have the mustache. No one can tell. My there little secret. Yes, <laughs> you twirl it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a secret. <laughs> oh, man. Zach, Zach, Zach. What an episode of Smallville we watched this week. This one's they. There's some footage in this episode that gets used all over. I think it's oh, in yeah. the credits for the rest of the I, for the rest look, of the show. Uh, I don't know how you felt, Brian, but two things. I really, really liked this episode. I thought it was very good. Okay. Uh, I, I thought the the production is just firing on all cylinders. You know, the acting, the directing, the photography, the writing, for the most part. Um, that said. They're, the writers try to pull some shenanigans in the final 10 minutes or so of this episode that are some of the most egregious shenanigans they've ever attempted on in the history of this show. I'm trying and to remember I, what you're talking about. They just... We'll get into it. It's the brushing... <laughs> it's the, the uh, brushing over the ending of it all... Uh, where things aren't explained to certain characters or we don't get to see certain scenes. Oh, sure. Oh, oh yeah. Oh God. It took me a second to like realize that because we're, we're batch recording now. Right. So like we're doing tonight's and next week's all in one recording session. So the other one, the other episode is fresher in my brain. Right. And then it all came back to me like, Oh, right. (laughs) Right. It's the biggest. Don't worry about it. We've gotten yet. And, I even remember at the time watching it and being like, fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck you. You can't do that. And uh, we'll get into it. Other, other than that, I really like the episode. It sounds like you're more it's, lukewarm I, on it. I, you know, um, I enjoyed watching this episode a lot, but um, I think there were silly elements to it that um, I, which, yes, great. Thumbs up. Thumbs up from Brian. But like, I don't know how I feel about the, if I would objectively say it's a great episode of Smallville, you know what I mean? Which isn't, 
when I when I ask that question, I'm legitimately asking that question. Like, oh, is it that good? I, I guess I wasn't paying attention. I was so focused on how silly it was. I didn't notice. Uh, oh, there's all sorts of silly. If it Brian. was working. There's all sorts of silly. I think we got uh, roughly 53 episodes now on the feed that I think prove without a shadow of a doubt. I have no problem with silly on this show. (laughs) Um, So we, of course, uh, this week watched uh, season five, episode three, Hidden. It's the 91st episode overall, and it aired October 13th. 2005 i know all of this of course because i'm reading directly from smallville.fandom.com um this is a kelly soder's brian peterson written episode they're the showrunners for the back half of the show correct yes the i think eight nine ten they uh they have a lot of bangers so far yes yeah it's just good things to come from them good things to come beautiful i I believe Uh, the plot of this episode is based on or not based on but inspired by some thriller movie that you know 70s or 80s or something like that smallville you're just knocking off a movie premise i know what that would be just a first (laughs) i mean last week they they knocked off wheat boy the movie that's poor wheat boy Oh God! I'm here. His weed arms flapping in the wind. <laughs> I think Wheat Boy should be a recurring character on our show. I think we. I think should, he officially just, is, baby. We should call back to Wheat Boy as much as possible. Just uh, everyone's gonna love it. Just one scene per episode. We have to imagine what it'd be like if Wheat Boy was here. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'd probably have weed arms. <laughs> End of story. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Duncan strong arms his way into a missile launch facility and forces the guards to turn over their keys. He then shoots the two guards and sets the launch for one hour. Gabriel then places a call to Chloe, who is packing to move to Metropolis University. She is happy to hear from Gabriel, who did computer work at the Torch. I don't believe anyone else did anything for the Torch. He says... He says this line to her. How much time did I spend at the torch helping you chase the big story? Zero. Zero. Zero time. We've never seen you before. (laughs) We've never seen a non-main cast member in the fucking torch set. Not never. I'm not saying it never happens, but Chloe does not have a staff. Uh, (laughs) Right. Stop it. Also, later in the episode, she refers to him as... uh, my tech guy for the talent mix does this mean the talent mix had their own tech guy i'm not the talent mix the the torch sorry that's our i was trying to put that together like wait (laughs) the torch the torch yeah she this is my tech guy at the torch does that mean the torch had their own tech guy just what what does that mean chloe Also, why does Chloe need a tech guy? She can hack into any fucking system. Yeah, right. Jesus Christ. Smallville, get it together. (laughs) Um, So Chloe's happy to hear from Gabriel uh, until he warns her to get out of Smallville before it is destroyed. Sure. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think the missile thing is a little silly. I don't. I never quite get over that this episode, you know? <laughs> and we're going to rain missiles down and destroy Smallville. I'm like, damn, it is episode three, guys. No, no. The best part is that Johnny K's like... It just throws out the line. I, mean, I knew they had all these missile silos around here. That's I <laughs> fucking died. That's where I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And they're still uh, man. And I, I believe he says at one point that they're abandoned, but they're still manned for enough for two guys to have keys to be able to be Mm-mm, not. You could easily could have easily, easily. You could have just had this kid at a computer just going, do, 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 do. I'm in. And like would have had the same no, effect. Missile silos. Uh, uh. At the Kent farm, Clark and Lana wake up in Clark's bed together. When the couple realizes what time it is, Clark tries to sneak Lana out, only to be surprised by Clark's parents in the kitchen. I love this scene so much, despite it being ridiculous. <laughs> I also loved it, loved, loved, loved it. So much fun. I did have to just once again, I feel the need to point out. Mm -hmm. I think she has an apartment. (laughs) You mean to tell me your girlfriend who you are now having sex with canonically. You're spending literally even a minute at your parents' house (laughs) when she has an apartment. What are she even like as she's getting up out of bed? It's like I told you we should have we should have stayed at the talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah Clark. What were what you, are you doing, doing here? What if, what is it about Clark's bed that he's like? No, we got to do it on my bed. My bed's no, better. My bedtime. <laughs> Lana has a really shitty bed, just like a really <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> well. <laughs> Uh, Clark at this point still does not have his powers. Uh, so he's just learning now that beds can be bad. And it was yeah, like, no, exactly. that's a he's medieval like... torture device. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. It's got a little like <laughs> a little gift. No. So, oh God. Hell. She's he's like, God, every time we do it at your place, you light candles and play Coldplay. Can we just. That's Wheat Boys thing. That's not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Blow his wheat load everywhere. <laughs> No, we got to bring it up enough time so that I can just call this one Weep Boy Comes Again. (laughs) So far, analytics-wise, the the title of the previous episode, uh, what did I call it? Uh, Weep Boy Can Only Come to Coldplay. Uh, I... Look, I don't know what else it could be, but then last week's episode, lots of good numbers. (laughs) Doing great. Great day one numbers. So, hey, this is a Wee Boy podcast from now on, but Wee Boy ejaculating specifically. It's more it guaranteed it was people going like, what the hell does that mean? Wee Boy c- can yep. only come to Coldplay. Yep. So this one, Wee Boy comes again. <laughs> Why are they at fucking johnny k's and martha's why i don't know but also uh when johnny k and martha find out they're scandalized so it's like clark at one point is like first of all i'm 18 it's like Uh yeah he's 18 they're both 18 and he's like you do this at our house what do you mean 
At our where, sacred where you... Christian house. Right, yeah. Where would you want me to do it? She has an apartment. <laughs> you know we're fucking. I don't have powers anymore. She has an apartment. We're there all the time. Come on, Dad. <laughs> it's Clark's only response here should be, come on, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, like, uh, what should be happening by this point is a slightly awkward Lana making her way out of the kitchen. Johnny and Martha Kay lifting their coffee cups as she walks out. <laughs> right. Yeah. That is the extent this interaction should be for your adult son and his adult girlfriend. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it did remind me of a, uh, a moment. It's my... Uh, my brother was the first one where like we were all still living at home. Uh, but uh, my brother was the first one where like a girl slept over and like was there in the morning. My parents did have to have a moment of like, are we okay with this? Is this fine? And they landed on it is fine. But they had to be like, huh, wait. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My job's done. Yeah. They're like, you know what? I don't now have I just to have give shitty shit roommates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Johnny K. Come on, catch up. Um, that said, the scene, though, is so in like, ultimately, why didn't they stay at Lana's apartment to have this scene of Lana like yes. sneaking out? She's wearing Clark's yes. shirt. It's good. It's oh, good. it's great. It's flirty. It's fun. She tries to stand up for Clark. She's like, you know, it was my decision to anything you have. To, you know, I'm a part of this. And then Johnny K is like, uh, Lana, I want to talk to my son. He's like, bye. He just <laughs> fucking bounces. Peace out. And there's just a Lana shaped dust cloud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, as the situation becomes uncomfortable, Lana leaves and Chloe, who has just arrived, it, they need to tell me in parentheses, tells the Kents. Uh, of the phone call she received from Gabriel. Uh, um, in this scene also, Chloe like barges in and is like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, really? No one, no one in this town has ever heard of sex. <laughs> Everyone reproduces by meteor rock in this town. Ah. <laughs> oh. That it's was just a, my I finished a beer. Ah. It's the, you know, early 2000s um, sex negative, but also uh, showing lots of sex and skin. Yes. yes. It was uh, there was an era where like every and I guess, you know, it is a formative time in kids life. It's not fair to like oh, it now that I'm an adult who has had lots of sex all the time. Um, just an unstoppable sex maniac. You have a daughter. That's evidence. <laughs> it's, I've confirmed had sex one time. Um, <laughs> but every single one of these shows has like a very special virginity losing episode. <laughs> it's uh, like Gilmore Girls. It was like a two episode storyline. Um, and uh, it's silly. It's pretty silly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay, uh, so Chloe tells the Kents about the phone call she received from Gabriel. Jonathan finds Sheriff Adams, who is conducting some sort of military operation. She tells Jonathan that it is simply a drill, but it is actually a covert raid on the Hampstead, Farla, Hampstead Farm missile silo, where they think Gabriel is. Unfortunately, Gabriel figured out how to divert dummy signals to multiple silos to throw the military off of his trail. 
How many silos are in Smallville? It's Smallville. <laughs> and the government put every single missile silo here. Also, why is the small town sheriff in the loop? Why is she leading the charge on this? This is like top secret government shit, right? The military yeah, I... should be doing this. <laughs> she's literally hey, we, Yeah, right. We defer to you, the local sheriff. <laughs> yeah, she's literally leading the charge into the silo. I didn't even think of that, and oh, that's bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> this, like, locally elected backwoods sheriff. Unless, uh, unless, simply a cover for something more. Oh, she's, she's, she's a higher secret ranking agent. Than... <laughs> yeah. She's a secret agent. That's she's the that only man. thing that makes sense to me. Um, okay, Chloe and Clark break into Gabriel's house and learn that Gabriel's father, Colonel Duckett, Colonel Duncan was the lighthouse keeper for the local nuclear missiles. Just full ass nuclear fucking missiles. <laughs> Are oh. going to shoot from fucking Smallville? Why didn't they shoot them at the meteors? <laughs> they find out. They find out because this motherfucker has more confidential files lying around than Donald Trump <laughs> in his house. <laughs> They literally walk up and he's like, look, I found these confidential files. And I, I was like, oh, the, the Trump joke. It's right there. <laughs> oh, why didn't you think of it in 2005? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that that is literally what Trump is uh, being accused of. So what yes, happens in this yes. episode where they walk and they're like, oh, look, here's files. Except for the difference is. Trump had his lying around at a hotel. <laughs> his Mar-a-Lago estate hotel <laughs> where he has people over constantly. That's right. You're not. <laughs> you're not... Oh, you're our, not, you need uh, to our... use the bathroom? It's down the hall to the left. Don't mind the stacks of documents. Those aren't important. Just don't take any. <laughs> Our, uh, our spicy political talk here on the Talon Mix. Oh, sorry. Are we? No, no, I'm teasing. Are we? Oh, I was like, are we worried about scaring people? I guess we do have a lot of Texas listeners. Uh, <laughs> Texas is a swing state. Texas is a swing state now, Brian. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it swing. <laughs> Okay, they find a room completely filled with articles about meteor freaks. Further exploration reveals Gabriel's father. Uh, further exploration reveals Gabriel's father dead on the floor. Clark and Chloe formulate a plan to draw Gabriel out. Chloe calls Gabriel and says that her car is stuck and she can't get out of town. Brilliant move. Yeah, and this. Okay, Brian, put yourself in Gabriel's shoes. You are. Oh, I'm careful. Doo -doo -doo, doo -doo -doo, you're doo -doo -doo. in a missile silo, ready to launch nukes at yourself at the town. Yeah. Um, just killed some people. It's a serious situation. You called a friend to give him a tip to get out of town, and now they called you back and are like, "Oh no, my tire's flat. Come help me." Is there any way you're not like call fucking AAA? What I'm mean, in the missile silo. I mean, the nuke is coming in an hour. Right. And <laughs> uh, what was more do you want from me? Friend. Sorry. If you can't figure it out, you're done. You're going to get nuked. You're I'm done. I'm not leaving the silo. I gave you a chance. <laughs> <laughs> this silo will be my Terminator 3 tomb. <laughs> um, 
was it was Smallville that uses footage from Terminator Three, right? Yes. Yeah. In Lex's uh, dream, right. of right. the world ending. Right. Yeah. That's not allowed. I mean, clearly it is. Uh, okay. Chloe calls Gabriel, says that her car is stuck and she can't get out of town. When Gabriel comes to help, Clark confronts him and Gabriel ah. shoots him in the abdomen. Gabriel no, forces Chloe. The the plan, as far as I can tell, Brian was to lure this guy out so that Clark can jump out from behind a shed 20 feet away and go, hey, which silos did you activate? <laughs> Don't blow up the town. <laughs> he couldn't like jump out closer and like rough him up a little bit. He's just like, hey, I'm here too and I'm upset. I don't want you to blow up Smallville. <laughs> I'm upset about it. So why don't we figure this out? Huh? They know he. Now, by the time I get him. over there, I want you to tell me where it is. I'm going to have some words, mister. I'm going to count down from five. And then when I get to one, I'm going to be real mad. <laughs> they know this guy just killed his own dad. <laughs> and he got into a missile silo. He's they know he's packing, and Clark's just doesn't have powers. He's gonna hop out. Gabriel, which silos? That's all he says. Which silos did you activate? I, I do love a universe though where Gabriel goes, oh, oh, just that one over there. Yeah, this one. Sorry, Clark. <laughs> oh, uh... did you not want me to? <laughs> oh, I didn't think of that. Gabriel, uh... you're a jerk. Uh, my mom has always had a pet peeve, and now, even though it doesn't, have, it would never bother me, a normal person. Uh, but because it bothers her so much throughout my entire life, it's now stuck in my brain. Anytime anyone is like giving chase to someone and says something like "Hey, get back here," my mom goes nuts. Like, oh, okay, right. I they once they start running, the decision has been made. Yeah, right. just there. They are a little deer prancing away. <laughs> um, to, and you know what? To be fair to my mom, it is a silly thing to say. Yeah, agreed. Uh, agreed. Just run in silence. It's always more menacing. Um, Brian, uh, just glance ahead on the wiki. Did we skip over? Are they going to mention the part where Lex is waiting in Lana's apartment? Um, I don't see it. Okay. So give it to me just in case. I could just be yeah. missing it. But it, 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 we happened a few scenes ago. Uh, Lana comes home to her apartment right. from Clark's and Lex is just hanging out in there and she is justifiably upset. And he says, I didn't mean to pry. What? So you were just going to come just into a woman's apartment where you, you don't live here. You don't you do own the building, but there are tenants rights here. You're not even like friends anymore. So, like, you went and you knocked on the door. He didn't even knock on the door. He just went right <laughs> in, right? That's what Lex does. Either way, it's bad. It doesn't it's matter bad. if he knows there's no one there and he gets inside. Bad. Uh, it's bad. It's bad. Um, I can't, well, <laughs> I forgot I can't remember that. what they talk about because I was too distracted by the creepiness. There's um, um He, he the finds, like, a sketch of uh, the UFO. Is that it? Yeah, 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 yeah. The ship he found or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they talk about that. 
I didn't mean to pry. I just broke into your apartment and was looking through your things. And pried. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. Um, I lost my place on the wiki. Okay, Clark. Oh, at the, the tense point of the episode, Clark, with no superpowers, has been shot in the chest. He's bleeding to death in the middle of the road. At the missile silo, Chloe unsuccessfully tries to talk Gabriel out of destroying Smallville. Gabriel tells Chloe that the article collection belonged to his father and that he begged Gabriel to kill him because the last meteor shower turned him into a meteor freak. Okay. So the second meteor shower definitely was still remnants of Krypton. What the fuck did that mean? And why? Why were the fragments of kryptonite in, like, timed to... It don't make... No sense. <laughs> Is... Have they, are, are we breaking this? Have any of the podcasts, the other Smallville podcasts, talked about this not making any fucking sense? So, I mean, they had kryptonite here before the first meteor shower because it was in those ancient, like... Uh, right. And they, they do establish, like, um, that Krypton and Earth have some connection. Jor-El's been here at right. least once. Um, and then the caves and everything... Um, so I guess but, like, in this world, kryptonite isn't necessarily radioactive because of the destruction of Krypton. Oh, fuck. Because those rocks yeah. were here long before. Right. So wait, so why did they even put that shit there? I don't know. Why would you bring? <laughs> this is our weakness. Let's bring it. Like, okay, let's say we go to Mars and like, okay, let's bring some decorative bits of like nuclear shit that'll make us fucking really ill. <laughs> Yeah, weird decision. Weird. But, you know, completely different culture. Who are we to say? <laughs> Who are we? <laughs> maybe oh, they goodness. like it, and it's insensitive of us to say, like, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't bring nuclear pieces of your home world around to other that planets. Hurt you. That all yeah. they do is hurt you. And then play with them <laughs> they in the field. They seem to have no become... other purpose than hurt you. Or to turn people into wheat boys. Or to turn people into wheat boys. That's all they do now. Uh, so uh, Father uh, begged Gabriel to kill him because the last meteor shower turned him into a meteor freak. Uh, at Warehouse 15, Lex is frustrated with his scientist's failure to open the black ship. When he notices a strange symbol that was not there before, Lex heads to Belle Reeve to visit Lionel, who is still in a trance. Lionel has drawn symbols all over his padded room. Lex demands that Lionel tell him what the symbols mean and how to open the spaceship. But Lionel just says that only he can open it. He in quotation marks. God, John Glover is so good. Great. Great, 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 great. Uh, Clark is rushed to the hospital. When he is stabilized, Lana enters and talks tearfully about how Clark is always trying to be the hero. <sighs> Um, there is, it's good. This is good stuff. Kristen Crook is bringing it. There is a line here about when she first saw Clark, like she knew that was it pretty much. And like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what we're going with. Yeah. I know how people talk. People just say things. Don't get me wrong. Oh, um, also there's some real Smallville medical shit going on here. It appears that they have taken this, young man with a bullet wound 
put a Band-Aid on him, and stuck him in a room with no medical personnel at all. (laughs) Lana just wanders in to the hospital, finds him, and is talking to him while he's unconscious. Just like Smallville Medical. Thankfully, there's precedent for this, of this being a ridiculous fucking carnival hospital with just clowns making their way down the fucking hallway all the time. They're like, yeah, they're like, put him back there. We got to prep him for ankle surgery. (laughs) Just walking into a room with a whole bunch of cots and like, which one was the bullet wound? Ah, who cares? Yeah, (laughs) just taking three. It's probably one of these. We'll just root her out of there. We'll find something. Okay, when he is stabilized, Lana enters and talks tearfully about how Clark is always trying to be the hero. Clark regains consciousness for a moment and smiles at Lana. Uh, But then he flatlines. Dr. Harden and a crash team attempt to revive Clark. Oh, fuck. Who left him alone? (laughs) No, 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 no. And then when they break Uh, the news... And say he's dead. I'm, they say, I'm sorry, we did everything we could. Ah, uh, we put uh, a band on him and everything. Yeah, everything we could, which was nothing, because this yeah. is an incapable hospital. We left him alone. <laughs> None of us here are doctors. <laughs> they gave us 20 bucks to stand around in white coats. <laughs> and we're worried they're not coming back. Um... Okay, so Dr. Harden and a crash team attempt to revive Clark. At the same time, Lionel's cataracts clear as he snaps out of his trance and uses sudden super strength to punch through the glass of his cell and super speeds out of Belle Reeve. After failing to revive Clark, Dr. Harden pronounces him dead. Lana, in tears, is forced to leave the room. At her distraught distraught appearance, Jonathan and Martha realize that Clark is dead. Uh, uh, Mama Kay, uh, what's her? Annette O'Toole lets out a good, my baby, performance here. Um, (laughs) Does her job. I think it's good. Um, So then they go and they find Clark's body gone, (laughs) which... I will say, don't get me wrong, we, I think we go to commercial at that point. Uh, but, like, no one for the rest of this episode seems that surprised that Smallville Medical fully misplaced the dead I teenager. I mean, they wouldn't be, right? Not a stretch. Right. It's Not a stretch. <laughs> yeah. Look, everyone in Smallville has lost someone at Smallville Medical. And I mean, literally, they went in, they didn't know where they were for the next, like, three hours. <laughs> it's more than once uh i think someone has come rushing into the er and we're just like my wife was uh my wife's been shot she's here somewhere it's like oh she should go to the hospital instead yes i have no idea sorry (laughs) oh we don't keep a ledger no we Um, (laughs) no Devin always says he'll remember but he never does (laughs) (laughs) um so canonically did did uh john glover come to get clark from the hospital and bring him to the fortress that is a great question because he does have super strength and super speed now so i'm gonna assume right unless can just transport people 
I weirdly took it as, and this this is not how it is. This is just I didn't. This is just what clicked in my brain, and, and then I didn't think about it twice. Was whatever cleared Jorah or uh, Lionel's cataracts, like that with that whole like Fwah! out of the trance, brought Clark back to life, and then he just super sped to the fortress. Mm-hmm. But of course, that's not what happened. Lionel came, scooped him up like a big old baby boy, and then ran him to the fucking fortress of solitude all the way in the Arctic. Well, because Lionel's in the fortress with them. Right, right. The, so that must be what it is. Comes to, yeah. At one point, though, this means that he went and got Clark his little jacket because he was not wearing it. Yes, I wrote that <laughs> down. I wrote that down. I love it. Just uh, him into the house like, oh, he might be a little chilly. God. Yeah. <laughs> He's dead. I have time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, at the silo chloe gets free and knocks out gabriel but with a minute left she can't stop the launch sequence well you know if i set my missiles for i mean i guess i guess it does make sense it's zero i want the missile to go right i would like i don't want you to start the sequence right in an hour but that might make sense right a little (laughs) more time for cooler heads to prevail like at at zero 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 zero, I really mean it. I'm launching this thing. <laughs> but like, there's actually a little giveaway leeway time. Yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> when you like, set maybe your... we don't launch the nuclear missile. It's like when you set your clock, like purposely, you set it a few minutes ahead, so you think you're running late, so you get there on time. Just like a little cheat for yourself. American government, think about it. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Gabriel recovers consciousness and the two of them fight over the gun. Um, So Gabriel ends up getting shot. The missile launches as Chloe can only look on in horror. Episode three, we're getting a nuke. Uh, Clark suddenly wakes up at the Fortress of Solitude. He sees Lionel, who has been inhabited by Jor-El. John Glover doing, doing a British accent. Uh, which makes sense, except for it's not the same British accent that Terrence Stamp has. So right. It's, it's just, just like also a... a British accent. Yeah. Um, it is uh, it is kind of funny, though. Um, uh, John Glover is posed in a way with, like, his uh, hands kind of uh, in fists at, the, at his chest, almost as if he's, like, holding a, his jacket, uh, which is similar to how Marlon Brando stands in the opening scene of Superman. Oh, that's got to be on um, purpose. That's fun. Yeah, it's it's side by side. It's pretty uncanny. Like <laughs> it's a it, normally that's the kind of thing I give like an all right to the wiki to. But like, no, they have a picture side by side. It's it's oh, uh, definitely maybe, on purpose. Maybe Glover's doing uh, Brando's British accent. Maybe that's what he's doing there. This fortress of solitude. Yeah. <laughs> fortress of solitude. <laughs> Hello. Um, uh, okay, so he sees Lionel, who has been inhabited by Jorel, who explains that Lionel's body was activated by the crystal of water. Lionel became a vessel for Jorel to use should Clark need his assistance. Um, do we keep up with that? Does that come back? That Lionel was Jorel. Jorel in Lionel's body? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I didn't know if it was like was Terrence Stamp just not available this episode? <laughs> no. 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 That. That's all. Yeah. Yep. That comes got back. it. 
Uh, Jor-El then says that he resurrected Clark and returned his powers because his destiny is too important to sacrifice. The fuck do you know, Jor-El? <laughs> do you know he's going to be, is his destiny that he's going to be Superman? Come on. Why did you take the powers away in the first place? Why did you, you take prick? the powers away? The first... You prick. You prick? Like, <laughs> oh, my bad, but I'm not going to say like, oh, sorry, shouldn't have done that. Now I know where right. Clark gets it from. <laughs> like father, like son. Um, so, however, he warns Clark that he cannot change fate. For Clark to return, someone else's life must be exchanged. I'm sorry. What? You took the powers away. <laughs> <laughs> Did you throw them away? Did you put them in the garbage? Did, and, and then, and I guess it's to bring him back to life, but also right. like. Okay. Wouldn't he need the life force right now? Not like. Uh, he says, uh, I will soon have to take another life force to, you know, to, to make up for the one I'm giving you. Well, you just have a loner until yeah, then? Right. It's like, you... <laughs> it's like Jor-El literally, you know, hands to chest may as well have been like, we'll need to, we'll need to take the life force away from someone you love. But we have John Schneider until episode 15. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll deal with it then. <laughs> Who makes these fucking rules? Is jo- I want to know, is Jorel making the rules up? That's what I want to know. Is he just like, you know what? I got to be strict with this kid. Right. He, he <laughs> fucked up. I'm going to take someone he loves. Okay, that's just how it's going to go. That's just how, that's just how it's going to go. And also, that guy was mean to me in season two. <laughs> also, John Johnny K dies from a fucking heart attack. Did did Jor-El give him a heart attack? What? And they're just they're just putting a hat on a hat here because he because Jor-El already is responsible for giving him the heart condition in the first place because he gave him powers so he could get Clark back from Metropolis. Remember, and that did a number on his body. Right, right. So we're we're just. Just make sure the audience knows that Clark is responsible for this. Yeah, Clark did this. Clark did it. Clark killed his dad. Twice. He did it twice. <laughs> uh, where was I? Um, okay, however, he warns Clark that he cannot change fate. For Clark to return, someone else's life must be exchanged. Clark protests, saying Jorel should just let him die. But Jorel explains that Clark had already made the decision when he chose to disobey him. Wow, way to flip this around, pal. Yeah, um, you also didn't tell me the stakes early yeah. on. You didn't say, hey, if you don't come back by sundown, I'm going to take your powers. And if you die while you have your powers, I'm going to bring you back to life and I'm going to kill your dad. Because okay? I still ultimately need you to have the. So wait a second, 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 wait a fucking second. So Clark's destiny is too fucking important to let him die, but you can take his fucking powers away. Yeah, yeah. He here's what happened. It was an empty threat. And Clark right. called his bluff, and then he was like, fuck, well, I gotta follow through now. Like, right. I didn't think I was right. gonna have to take the powers. 
What kind of kid would give up those powers? Come on. Oh, I know. Have to follow the through. Wheat for arms and a wheat ding dong. Come on. I don't want to be one of those dads that just makes a bunch of empty threats and the kid runs all over him. So, okay. So, so, and I keep forgetting it's not just giving him the powers back. It's bringing him back to life. It would have been, he was planning on giving the powers back at any point. Like, ah, yeah, yeah, that would have been fine. And then he died and it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He was fuck. like, I'll give him three weeks and he'll come <laughs> crawling back. <laughs> and I will give him the powers. And he couldn't even survive three fucking weeks as a human. You couldn't survive three weeks without your <laughs> fucking powers. It's, you've seen that town? Every fucking week there's somebody like, I'm going to blow up the town! Yeah. Just, oh, Clark. Clark. Yeah. So, and then he uh, fucking dies. It's like, fucking shit! Piss! Now I have to kill his dad. God damn it. jor was like, no, okay, here... How do I make him feel really bad about this? I'm already going to kill his dad anyway because I gave him powers um, back in season That's three. Good. So yeah. I might as well just tell him it's because of this, too. Right. It'll just really layer it on. It'll yeah. all work out. Jordel, you're doing a great job. Great parenting. <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally another parenting win. <laughs> <laughs> Time to go update my daddy blog. <laughs> I killed my my son's uh, adopted father because he disobeyed me. Lessons Ding. in parenting. Yes. <laughs> Jorel embraces Clark and says that he will always love him. I'm gonna kill your dad. I'm gonna kill your dad. <laughs> I love you. You made me do this. You made me kill your dad. <laughs> oh, Jorel. <laughs> Superpowered once again, Clark super speeds back to Smallville just in time to jump onto the missile. He rides it into the sky and disables it before it harmlessly crashes back to Earth. You this know part's what's dope. lucky? Oh, it is dope. But you know what's lucky here is if so, you know, it's uh, they spent money here. It's a pretty good scene. Clark, you know, uh, jumps up, uh, clings onto the missile, works his way up to the like the warhead, opens a panel. Boy, shirt like I'm just saying, if I suddenly get the powers and I'm going to leap up and stop that missile, I'm clinging to that missile going, fuck, now what? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I would know, especially with adrenaline pumping in the moment. Climb all the way up to the top, open the panel, rip out the thing. He'll figure it out. <laughs> I mean, it's I think a, I'm, I'm clinging to a missile. Now what? Fuck. It's, it's a really good uh, effect for Smallville. I mean, it's very theatrical, very Superman, very Superman, yes, very Superman. Question, um, though, how does Clark yes. get back down? Does he just fall? I mean, he certainly could, right? He'd be fine. Sure, but that would be like a cr- huge crater in the ground. That'd be bad, unless, like, he used his jacket as a little parachute. And then, <laughs> or he did, and there is a crater somewhere outside of Chicago, and then, like, he super spread back. It's just a, in a Clark-shaped crater, just a huge <laughs> one, like Looney Tunes. In theory, in theory, 
it would not be impossible for Clark to land in the ocean and oh, then get true. back to Smallville. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. You're right. He could figure You're that right. out. You're right. Um, and I'm sure that's exactly what they were thinking. <laughs> um, okay. Exhausted and disheveled, Clark returns home and bitterly tells his parents that he is no longer human. He is guilt-ridden and subdued, and when Jonathan asks if Jorel wanted something in return, Clark lies and says no. A grief-stricken Lana comes in and sees Clark standing there. They simply embrace wordlessly. I think this is a good scene, um, but Lana doesn't absolutely drop her shit and go, what the fuck? Yes, this is where the shenanigans begin. So the wiki's wrong. It says that she sees him standing there. She steps into the house and announces her presence. And uh, Clark runs up into the hallway to see her. Now, what the wiki doesn't mention is that Clark is still wearing the clothes he wore on the missile. Mm -hmm. Which look like they've been run through some kind of like industrial machinery. Like they have like holes in them. They're like sm- like smoke, like charred. Presumably from his fall back into the atmosphere. Yes, he is disheveled. He's covered in soot and shit. Like it, he does not change his clothes. He could go upstairs and change <laughs> immediately. Immediately, he doesn't change. He goes out in the hallway, hugs her, kisses her. It's a great Smallville moment. But so now, not only does he have to answer the question of how'd you survive the bullet wound. How'd you come back from the dead? Where'd you go? Right, Like I watched you die. I watched you right. flatline, right? Where'd you go? And why do you look like you were in an explosion? Right? All these questions need to be answered. And here's the thing. Could Clark shrug and go, yeah, you know, it is a Smallville medical. <laughs> and everyone had to go like, oh yeah, that happened to my brother one time. <laughs> so... We end the scene with their embrace, which is fine. I, like She's like, oh, my God, you're right. alive. Great. I, uh, let's assume, of course, after the commercial break, we get a scene where Clark explains he comes up with some excuse for her. Uh, Obviously, that's what we are going to get, right? Of course, the central, that's the next scene. The central tension now of the, like, the Clark-Lana relationship is that they're very close, and Clark needs to lie to her if he wants to keep yes. this a secret. And so we just, and so we start that with, uh, uh, fight, still fucking worry. It happened in the commercial. Don't fucking worry. But what'd they say? I don't, fu- I don't fucking Yes. Know. To be clear to the listeners, they do not give us a scene where Lana asks Clark what happened and where he makes some explanation. They give us nothing. nothing. Because don't get me wrong. This is ridiculous. Because there ain't no getting out of this one. No. That's why. No. <laughs> She has no questions. In the next scene where she comes to visit Lex, the wiki will talk about it, but I'll just give you a recap. Yeah. She comes in all high and mighty like, here's Clark's file. I heard you asking for it at the hospital. There's nothing strange about him. He's just a normal person or whatever. So not only was she have no questions, but she's so convinced that he's normal that she's going to come read Lex the riot act. Yep. For having questions. And Lex says in the scene, he's like, whatever lie he told you 
Like it still doesn't explain what happened. So that was the writers going, if we just have Lex mention the fact that he must have come up with a lie, that's enough. It's not enough. (laughs) You You haven't explained anything. No, you can't skip over this. I'm sorry, writers. You can't do it. If you can't come up with a reason for Clark to explain it, then you can't do it. (laughs) No, no. There are too many questions here. (laughs) It's like by Smallville standards, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Do you think they shot a scene where he was like, yeah, uh, oh, fuck. I don't know. I just woke up and then I was kind of like out of it and I stumbled out the window and I got (laughs) run over by a truck and that's why my clothes are all fucked up. And then it dragged me for a while. And then I wandered back to the house and you were there. I'd even take what we saw last season. What do you want me to say, Lana? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to, to party. <laughs> not to mention that the fact that he's still lying at this point. I know. I know. Like... <laughs> Is also insulting. She's your dick, man. Like, it's also it's insulting by the writers. Like, it's it's silly. It's silly. Yes. It's also silly. Lana knowing would have been a fun story. I think. Yes. By the time they get to it, it's like we're over it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um. <clears throat> Okay, so later, Lana storms into Lex's office at the Luther Mansion and hands him Clark's medical records, telling him that all of Clark's tests were normal. Um, it's I, I don't know when quite we made the leap from um, Lex just kind of being a little shady about like something's weird about Clark. Clark's sending off my fucking X-File noises, right? To everyone just on the surface knowing, you think there's something freaky about my boyfriend? Well, you think my boyfriend's a freak? Also, fuck you, Lana. You did too until he became your boyfriend. Yeah, right. Literally right up until. You had all sorts of questions. The reason he wasn't your boyfriend for a long time was because he was lying to you. Right. And it was like, <laughs> you had all sorts of questions of which your instincts were kind of correct. He just lied to you over and over and yeah. over again. I'm Team Lex on this particular issue. I, I, I think team, I'm with you. <laughs> team Lex. Um, and we, we've talked about it before uh, in the past, but like Clark, no fucking... Uh, no sense of like oh i have been like he is like right and i have been lying to him openly. yes no no empathy for that situation that you've created at all right i did in fact make it weird yeah yes um so uh uh okay lex counters and says that lana can't believe clark's lies but normal people don't rise from the dead. Uh, after she leaves, Lionel shows up. He is out of his trance, but denies remembering anything that happened in the last few weeks. Lex is bewildered that Lionel seems perfectly healthy with no recollection of carving symbols into the floor. But Lionel is nonchalant. Yeah, Lex soon... Cal L. Yeah. <laughs> like he's never heard those words before. Oh, he's so good. He, uh, this is my favorite Lionel is beginning right now, which is spoiler alert. 
He knows about Clark, and he's gaslighting Lex to protect Clark. Just favorite a, Lionel. Favorite just a Lionel. double whammy of, the, of course, they together make this man a villain. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> he's the Pope in another continuity. <laughs> <laughs> Just like until like Clark and Lex like shook hands like let's fuck this kid up brother. let's ruin him yeah I see how far this can go I mean it, I do think we I've I've slagged on the writers this episode a lot but what a master stroke what a stroke of genius to have Lionel the villain who ruined Lex turn into Clark's ally and the one so that Clark fun. who he knows Clark's secret. And so Lex fun. doesn't know. Like, oh, brilliant. Which, which, like, also, I, I think even just strategically for potential story stuff, like, we got to get Lionel and Tom, or we got to get John Glover and Tom in the same room. I'll tell you, like, yeah. Lionel, Lionel brings up everybody in the scene. We got to yeah. get Tom in there, and, like, that's just going to be fucking firecrackers, you yes. know? And it's just going to drive Lex nuts to see yeah. his friends with Clark. <laughs> As 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 Lex's relationship with Clark deteriorates, Lionel's is just getting better and better. It's just like, yeah. oh, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. Um, okay, <laughs> that randomly reminds me of I had a, a friend in uh, middle school, uh, and uh, we had a uh, Top Gun PlayStation game, and it was uh, Tom Cruise's uh, image does not appear once in the video game. Uh, you're just, it's a plane and you shoot stuff down you get a high score, yada, yada. You do it, you know, um, my dad would play it with us. And, uh, one morning my friend calls my dad to tell him his score <laughs> in Top Gun on PlayStation one. And a, my father was like, that ain't going to happen. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I was sitting there like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? My dad flies. I don't want to talk to this child outside of the context of you're in you're in my house hanging out with my son. I'm like the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck. That's um, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, that's my uh, evil billionaire origin story. Um. <laughs> Okay, uh, Lex soon decides to look towards the satisfying fact that his father is back to normal now, and it's almost a cause for celebration. Chloe finds Clark in his loft and correctly guesses that he got his powers back and saved Smallville again. Clark, quiet and sad, tells Chloe everything that happened and shows her where he is completely healed from the gunshot. Chloe reasons that Clark can't have a relationship without uh, with Lana without telling her the truth. But Clark says he can't expect her to react the same way that Chloe did. He's unwilling to face life without her and doesn't want to lose her. Full of guilt and fear, Clark admits that he made a terrible mistake by giving up his powers in the first place. Um, I, d I do really like this episode. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got some feature. Uh, there were finally some fucking needle drops. It like we've had a stretch of episodes without significant needle drops. Uh, we have breathe parentheses two a.m. by Anna Nalik. Collide by Dishwalla. Dishwalla. What was Dishwalla's hit? Oh, I don't know. 
I have to look it up. Hang on. Dishwalla was a band. Um, Although, Brian, we got the Coldplay needle drop last episode. But it was still like it was just one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dishwalla, biggest hit. Come on. What was Dishwalla? Uh, counting blue cars. I don't know that shit. I don't know what that is. <laughs> um. Well, either way, it's in this episode. I'm so glad I spent so much time on it. Uh, Disappearing <laughs> World by David Gray and Supernatural by Wild World. Um, just looking over the uh, notes in the wiki for this episode. Clark's time of death is 718. I don't know. Maybe that'll come up on Smallville Trivia someday at some bar someday in the future. 718. Clark Kent's time of death. Um... Let's see. In the missile launch control room, the screen displayed DEFCON 1. This refers to maximum readiness for the United States Armed Forces. It is Oh, this is just about DEFCON 1. Um, the house uses Gabriel and uh, Colonel Duncan's home is the same house uses uh, as Rachel Dunleavy's home in the season two episode Lineage. Only well, so many uh, houses in Vancouver. They could have sold it in that time. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um... <laughs> here's a stretch of the episode clark dying and his body suddenly disappearing after he is pronounced dead resembles a scene of the same nature in the film superman returns maybe maybe, maybe superman returns was referencing this episode huh huh you think i think you so. think obviously um, it's, it has here while Lionel is possessed by Jorel, he has a British accent similar to Jorel's. Similar is maybe a word. Hey, he has a British accent. He has a British accent. <laughs> um, I think that's it. That is going to wrap it us for wrap it up for us here at the talon mix hey thank you so much for listening uh in the episode description there is a link to our discord that's the best place to get in touch with us i am really tongue-tied right now um let's see we also have a link to our patreon thank you so much uh if you choose to support us we do have some bonus episodes up on there with more to come um hey zach do you have a question for the Smallville gods? I sure do, Brian. Uh, my question for the Smallville gods is when the writers decided to omit any scene of Lana and Clark talking about what happened, were they laughing their asses off? Good night, everybody. How do you think Weep Boy would do on the missile? <laughs> well, he'd burn right up, Brian. <laughs> I'm just imagining him leaping up and then not being able to grab onto the missile because of the wheat hands. Just face planting on it and slowly sliding off like, oh, no. And then, well, yeah, we, into the fire trail. Weep Boy can't up. jump that far. <laughs> Right, you're right. That's not part of his powers. You're he right. Just He's not Superman. Yeah. <laughs>